Welcome to another edition of the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. I suppose they also go by the name Lalo Athletic too, mm-hmm. because it's not just tactical stuff. They've got tactical boots and shoes, but they also have, I think, the best workout shoes on the planet. The Maximus is the pair that you want to order, guaranteed to make you bigger, stronger, sexier, better at life. All of those things, especially all good, sexier. nothing bad, especially sexier in those shoes. Um, <laughs> if you're the kind of person, I guess, to find shoes sexy, but use the code Maximus20 to get 20% off when you get your Maximus shoes and let us know about it. I love that people wear my shoe, Joe. I'm like the yeah. uh, who, you know, actually, I'll word this a different way. Michael Jordan is the Bobby Maximus of basketball. There you That's go. That's how I'll yeah. word yeah. that. You see what yeah. I did there? You got to own your thing. Then man. we got. You got to own my thing. And then you got, he would slap me silly if you heard me say that. And then we've got Nitor Performance, N-I-T-O-R performance.com. Use the code Maximus Podcast. Get yourself, I think, one of the best uh, tasting proteins on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly one of the most, I'm going to throw a big word out there because I've been reading my thesaurus, efficacious. There you go. So that should make people want to buy stuff, I think. You know, the bigger I I feel like in advertising, Joe, the bigger words that you use and the more you confuse people, (laughs) the more they're likely to buy it. You know, I I feel like in in advertising, there's been a swing towards like almost the the more idiotic you can appear as a brand, the more likely people are to buy your stuff. And so maybe maybe we're swinging back the other way. I don't know. Maybe just, (laughs) you know, mess them up with science. People buy it. It must work. Well, that's what that's one of those like classic marketing schemes. And, and that actually yeah. makes it hard to talk about NIDOR because it's really based on science, but it just goes over people's heads. They just don't even hear it because it's so yeah, you overused. Throw a couple of things people have never heard of. mTOR pathways, mitochondrial biogenesis of ATP. Oh, my God. This is a secret. I need this in my body now. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I guess. We should, we should anyway, see if, they, we... if they'll mix us up like a, a ginger-based one, and then we can kind of piggyback off the whole ginger train. <laughs> don't tell people about my secret, Joe. All right, we we let's get serious for a minute because we have a somewhat serious topic to discuss. Yes, um, yeah, and, and, I, I, and I wanted to, I wanted to, to ask you about this, Bobby, because people listening to the podcast will probably have to look back a little bit um, because obviously those don't come out the day that we record them. Uh, but recently, you you had a couple of posts up uh, that were really kind of showing a different side to Bobby Maximus, and for for yeah. lack of a better word. I feel like they showed some some vulnerability, and that led to a cascade of social media interactions. Uh, not all of them were positive, and so I'm super curious. Uh, like, you know, why why go that route? Like, why would you post about that vulnerability and about the I don't know. I guess the humanity of Bobby Maximus, who we all know as almost a WWE style character that's just kind of over the top and and you know super macho and strong and tough and then you're showing this side that's that's not what what led to that you know a couple of things um i think the podcast that we do we've talked about a lot of life issues we've talked about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. we've talked about having manners we've talked about uh ways to communicate with people better um I feel that we've done a good job, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel we've done a good job at getting the message out that we're mm-hmm. not one-dimensional, right. that we care a lot more about life than just you know picking shit up and putting it down in the gym. Mm-hmm. I also feel that I post stuff like that, Joe. And I mean, I, again, maybe I'm wrong because the, the thing is I can't see myself. 
Right. I don't I don't know what you think. I mean, I, I hope you think a certain way about me because we're we're close. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't pretend to know what other people think about me. And, and I feel like I post a lot of pictures of my kids. Yeah. I feel like I post some more sensitive stuff. I feel like especially with my Sunday sermons, I think they're very uh What's the word? Introspective, intuitive. Uh, I mean, what do you, whatever you want to call it. But apparently that's not what people see. And on a recent trip, I got some feedback from some people I really, really respect, by the mm-hmm. way, um, about how grateful I come across in person and, and how humble I am and, and really like that I'm just a nice guy. Yeah. And one of the people uh, you know, told me that I, I should try showing more of that on my social media. Hmm. And, you know, honestly, somebody on the street tells me that and I'm like, <laughs> you know, whatever, okay. dude, like, okay. cool. Just, I have to laugh because this is exactly what you tell me, right? You say, you know, yes. you need to show more of yourself. You need more pictures of yourself. You need to be on your, on your Instagram smiling. I've heard that from other people as well. Like people kind of want to see the real you. And so it, it's oh, funny because yeah. you're one of those people, but here you are, like you almost need to hear it from someone else before well, it sinks for in. For sure. And the, and, and the person's Jay Ferugia, who, who, by the way, is, is like, he is, if there's, you know, an OG in the training department, it's mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Like he, he had the warehouse gym before any of these people had a warehouse gym. He was using chains to lift before any of these people were using chains, yeah. you know, um, like he's the original quote unquote hardcore workout guy. Mm. And he was one of the ones that told me, he's like, you know, I got a sense of who you were for social media, but not like this. You should show this more. So I, I decided to start talking about it. And the other thing this was born out of is that after our talk on toxic masculinity, I did another podcast with a girl named Jill Goldman on the same subject, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I really realized talking to her from some of her questioning that there's a big disconnect in society of, of what a man, I guess, ought to be versus what he is. Right, right. And there's this whole, there's this whole skewed version of masculinity. She had asked me in the podcast and, and you were there. So, yeah. I mean, you heard it. She's like, what makes you a man? And, and I said, well, the fact that I have a Y chromosome and a penis. Yeah. Like that's. That's like the short answer. makes me right? a man. Yeah. I mean, that's a short answer. Like there's this whole preconceived notion of masculinity. But just because I fought in the UFC, that doesn't make me more of a man or less of a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I'm a good dad, that doesn't make me more of a man or less of a man. Some people would argue it, but I would say it just makes me a better person. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that's it. There's nothing inherently masculine about that, by the way. And this may be the first time I've confessed this in public. I'm also into art projects. I like mm-hmm. scrapbooking. I like making things. I like building things. That doesn't make me less of a man either. Traditionally, right. because scrapbooking would be a, a more, I guess, female oriented activity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had another situation with our with our good friend, Luke. And, and he was trying out for Young and the Restless. And <laughs> I, had, I, had to, I had to drop some knowledge on him from, from Young and the Restless. I had to explain to him about Victor Newman and, 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 and the Abbott clan and, and how a major uh, cosmetic conglomerate is located in Wisconsin. And how can a guy places. from Wisconsin not know that? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like serious, right? But, but he was like kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You watch soap operas? Well, yeah, I used to. What's wrong with that? Like it yeah. doesn't – doesn't it is what it is and, and and so 
it got me thinking about I need to post about who I really am and and not be scared of the backlash, not try to live up to some image and and also show the full me versus a 25% view of me. Because really what you're showing on Instagram, you you're never really showing your whole self, Joe. You're showing a a portion of yourself. And mm-hmm. those portions are true. Like do I like fighting? Yep. Do I like good food? Yep. Uh, do I like the show Power? It's my favorite show on TV right now. Absolutely. I was actually having heart palpitations watching it last night. It almost <laughs> gave me a heart attack. It's like affected me in a weird way. Do I like R&B and hip hop music? Yes. Do I like reggae? Yes. I mean, there's not one thing on my Instagram that's untrue, but at the same time, I don't show you the entire story. Well, of course. I mean, so, it, it, but it, people lose sight of that. You know, they, they see this one picture or two pictures, or even 10 pictures of a person on an Instagram feed, and they assume that's the totality of the person. You know, they, they fill in yeah. the blanks in between. But your, your Instagram mm-hmm. is, is part of a brand. It's part of a, a business, right? Like you, you actually make a living off of what you post on Instagram. And so people forget to read between the lines a little bit and understand there's, there's an actual human being behind all that content. Our, our recent trip to LA was a perfect example of that because like there were so many people that you and I have connected with over Instagram, uh, it, specifically these other trainers and professionals that we were meeting with, uh, and, and actually getting to meet them in person was so cool because now oh, you yeah. know them even on a deeper level, you know? And, and we were even talking about the difference between interviewing somebody over the phone like via Skype and you're recording a podcast or whatever and actually doing it in person because the interaction is so much better. You know, the, the, the oh, body sure. language, the, the facial expressions, like it just makes for a better conversation. So yeah, there's yep. a real disconnect between the, the reality of the really real world and the imaginary visions that we put forth through social media. No, for sure. And, and, and the other part of this, Joe, is is because I keep thinking where this came from because it doesn't come from one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is I had a talk uh, with, with, with a friend named Dre who was just talking about like it's OK to be vulnerable. And by the way, you shouldn't give a shit what other people think. Right. Like if you're OK with it, you shouldn't care what other people think about it because that's a sign of truly being at peace with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so – so out of this, um, and, and, and by the way, everyone needs a friend like this that can, that can tell them those kind of things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this is what I want to see more of from you. So I decided that, that our goal really is to help make people better. And, and I decided that I needed to lead by example more. And and I, I don't mean to sound narcissistic by saying that or full of myself or any shit like that. But there are people who look up to me. There are people who yeah. um, kind of would, would count on me to, quote unquote, do the right thing. So I don't think there's anything wrong with me stating that that I am vulnerable or I do struggle. And, and I thought maybe that message had got out at times, <laughs> but it didn't. So I, I wanted to make a statement about it. Yeah, I, I, I what I really liked about those posts when when I saw them was because you and I, you and I we usually do talk about like what we're posting because everything's kind of tied to everything else. Um, but when those posts went up, like I had to stop and kind of think about it because they were really poignant. You know, yep. like they're really saying something, and the 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 word vulnerability is is key here because I think it takes a real, and I mean a very real, like courage. And a very high level of confidence to show your vulnerability to another person, much less yep. to do it in some kind of a public sphere. 
um, you know, the, the, the fear of backlash, the fear of people jumping, you know, onto your vulnerability and taking advantage of it is, is a very real thing. And I don't, I don't think less of people who don't show their vulnerabilities, but I do think that that the people that consistently hide them come across a little bit insecure. When, when I saw your post, I thought this is great because exactly that this is you leading from the front. We all know Bobby Maximus has this bravado, this charisma, this confidence, and this shows that it's real. It's not just a defense mechanism. Well, no. And you know what, Joe, I think, Now that you say that and I listen to you speak, I think one of the things for me is I just made the assumption and and there's a saying about that, about assuming things. Right. Um, You know, you should know the one, (laughs) but uh, it makes an ass out of you and me if you're slow slow in the uptake into this. I like the Samuel L. Jackson version. If you make an assumption, it makes an ass out of you and umption. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but the 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 thing with that is, is I think I assumed that people knew that I struggled. Yeah, that the people knew that I had a tough time. But if you were to look at my Instagram, and I actually took a look at it, I'm I'm scrolling through it now. It looks kind of like I have the best life in the world. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not not that I think I'm better than anybody, but I'm in L.A. with all these like incredible people. Uh, I had a loving relationship with my dad. I, I won a jiu-jitsu world masters championship. I eat this great food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, me and my kids are always smiling. Uh, here's some of me working out and looking jacked. Oh, here's some more good food. Surprise, surprise. I'm at the Shake Shack opening. Like <laughs> I'm looking at this and there's not a lot of negativity in my feed because I'm a positive person. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and so I suppose that if you were to look at that, you may not inherently realize that I'm just like everybody else. I struggle with things. I feel vulnerable. I'm scared. And you know that stuff because I talked to you about it. Yeah, yeah. My my family knows this stuff because I talk to them about it. My close friends know. But there's a lot of people that follow me that don't know. And, and there's this whole movement, too, with Instagram where it's kind of like people's highlight reels. You're looking at other people's feeds and you get a warped perception about what life is. So I, I think it's really important if you're going to give people the real truth, you've got to tell them about your lows as well. And not because you're looking for sympathy, almost just to let them know, like, yeah, I struggle too. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- th- there's a component here to messaging too, right? Because if you tell 10 positive stories and then one sad story, people will assume you're always positive. And they, yes. and they may not see that one sad story. So there's this, this whole concept that it's an old advertising thing of frequency and reach. Right. So if you're trying to sell a, a product, like I don't know, like a Swiffer or something like if you see the commercial one time, it doesn't really stick. You're like, yeah, it was a Swiffer commercial. You don't ever think about it. If you see it two times, you might remember the name of the product. If you see yep. it three times, you might actually be motivated to look more into it. Or if you saw it at a store, you might be motivated to buy it. If you see it four times, you hate the product because it's all you ever see on television. And so advertisers have this this very complicated way of making sure that their messages are being seen frequently enough to a large enough audience. And that's the reach. Like they're trying to reach certain amounts of people. And I feel like on Instagram, you don't always get a great reach. You have, I don't even know right now how many followers you got, like 75,000, 70, 75. And yeah, how many people? Years. Yeah. <laughs> By the you're, time you're, this you're podcast comes out, come on. Uh, but I mean, even at, at like 60,000 people, how many impressions do you actually get on a post? Because I'm guessing it ain't 60,000. Yep. 
you know, so so the frequency and reach is is really off. And so I think it's it's really easy for people to only see like every fifth or sixth post unless they're actually going to your feed and, and scrolling through, in which case they're going to see everything that you post. But they'll they'll be the minority. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that, by the way. Yeah. They, the they might land on your page, but but maybe not. Yeah. Um, in regards to the post, though, cause they, they can't talking about it that we keep talking about it. I said, they, I don't know why I talk about us in third person. That's got to <laughs> stop. But here is, uh, what I actually said. Uh, this isn't a Bobby Maximus post. It's not for my brand. It's from the heart. We all struggle. We all slip. We all stumble myself included. I have a difficult time with vulnerability, but the truth is I'm just like everyone else. Behind Bobby Maximus is a little kid named Robbie McDonald. And despite you ever call me that, by the way, Joe, I'll kill you. Um, And despite what I tell myself, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to let your guard down and to need other people. It's okay to ask for help and need support. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone and you don't need to be perfect. It's okay to be unsure of yourself, to ask questions, and it's okay to take your time. It's okay to be scared. Know that if you have these kinds of feelings, it's okay. I have them too. You're not alone. And sometimes that's all you need to know. Um, the reason I read that is because I got a lot of messages thanking me for that. Yeah. You know, like here's, here's a good example. I resonate with your post about being vulnerable so much, going through a tough time. And I have been leaning on people and even started to see a therapist, seeing a bad motherfucker. Let me repeat that, Joe, (laughs) seeing a bad motherfucker like you post that reassures me that I'm doing the right thing. And I got a ton of those messages. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which tells me it's the right thing to do because sometimes people just need to know that they're not alone. You know, one of the, one of, I think the best examples of this is the rock. He came out and said, you know, I suffer from depression. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading just the fact that the rock of all people can admit that that makes it seem to a whole lot of other people that that's okay. Because I think as a society, we struggle with these things and, and a lot of people are taught to bottle their emotions up and that's not healthy. Believe me on that, Joe, because I've been that person. Well, yeah, and, but there, there's like a real shame to asking someone else for help, especially going oh, to see yeah. like a professional. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Like, like you, you're not like I'm like, hey, Joe, what are you doing today? I'm going to the grocery store, going to see my therapist. Yeah. Going to, what the fuck, Joe? Are you OK? <laughs> like there's a there's a thing there. But the fact that these people can come forward and just be real because – there are times I'm scared. There are times I'm vulnerable. There are times I need help. And by the way, I've been the person to deny, deny, deny that. And then I end up having a breakdown or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like really being in a bad place or I get really sick or like I can't, I make a bad life decision. It's so interesting. I I, I feel like a lot of people kind of go in these like, you know, ebbs and flows with that where they're kind of, they seem like they're handling everything really well. And then like you said, they're either... They, they have some kind of breakdown. They get uh, especially like actually sick. Like it's such a, a manifestation of all that emotion that you're carrying around. So I, I know a lot of folks that just seem to go in cycles like that and they never really break out of it. Almost like it, they've just accepted that that's their life now. And I think I think as a man, it's harder to be honest with you because we talk about this idea of what's masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, if you show your feelings, it doesn't make you less of a man. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. cry, it doesn't it doesn't make you less of a man. Do you do you but, remember we we got a we got a question on a podcast? Uh, this is probably our first Q and A, and the, the question was something about any any films that a man has a past to cry at. Yeah. And, and and I was I've been thinking about that ever since we got that question because it's exactly that. It's like, man, you cry whatever you want. 
Yeah, if something cares, you know, you you can cry in Harry Potter, you can cry in Lord of the Rings. I guess you could cry in a cartoon. Like I that's think, your I think I said on the podcast, I actually cried watching Wonder Woman. And somebody said, "Why the hell would you cry watching that movie?" And it was like because I had all these thoughts about like my daughter growing up and being strong and self assured and like you know not being held to a particular uh, I don't know set path for her. And it, it yep. just it, I had this fatherly emotion well up. Like if you don't know that, yeah, it may seem stupid. But like when you hear that, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense for sure. But as a man, you're not allowed to cry. No, right? you have to be the tough one. You have to suck it up. Like even if you hear parents at like my kids' football league, don't be a baby, don't cry, crying's for girls, don't be a wimp. Yeah, like yeah. ouch, you're you're not raising that kid to be very in tune with their emotions, right? And that gets built up through society too. Like, like just think about the John Wick movies. Don't get me wrong. I love John Wick, <laughs> but it's like, he didn't cry. He's not emotional. He's just a killing machine. Yeah. Like it yeah. handles his business. And, and of course, uh, did, hopefully you've, you've seen the movie, so this doesn't ruin it for you. But when they kill his, <laughs> when they kill his cute little dog, he, he ain't crying. He digs up some guns in the basement and then a lot of people die. Time to go to work. <laughs> but, but that's kind of what a man does. Like, remember all those action movies we grew up on? Yeah. You didn't see any Van Damme character cry or be emotional. Right. You didn't see like a like a tender moment of like Rambo with his son. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we're going to teach people a lesson. And so this stuff's propagated fairly heavy. And so so a big thing for me, like I said, is I just wanted to let people know it's okay to feel like that and and you're not alone. And by the way, if you in any way, shape or form, look up to me that a guy who's 6'3", 255 and fought in the UFC, he's the same dude. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm as scared as you are sometimes. And so that led to another post because I did get questioned on being a man, Joe, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> I had to delete some comments. I got called a sissy. I'm like, who the fuck calls a person a sissy anymore? Right. Like I thought that word was retired in 1987 or something <laughs> like that. But I haven't heard that forever. You're like what's next? You're going to call me a pansy or like whatever you can like <laughs> dig up from the 1800s. But um, so as I put up a post that said some people have a false narrative regarding masculinity, being vulnerable, being sensitive, asking for help or admitting you need support doesn't make you less of a man. It makes you more of one. We've all suffered at times and to live in denial and say you haven't because of some false idea of what you should be doesn't make you tough. It makes you dishonest. It also erodes your sense of self-worth and prevents you from being the person you are meant to be. Remember that you'll never be the warrior you were meant to be if you don't take your armor off. And I got a great response from that one too. Yeah, yeah, that's because again, I really good. I think I think a lot of people agree mm-hmm. that that it doesn't threaten your masculinity to have feelings. Well, I think what you, what you said in there about uh, like denying your feelings, masking your feelings is just dishonest, and that's not to be yeah. celebrated. You know, like honestly, nope. you you should you should own it. You know, when you're when you're getting emotional, th- those are your emotions. Like you can own those. You can share that with people. The other thing, too, is the asshole test. If you come to me and say, Rob, I am really having a hard time with my self-confidence and I laugh at you, I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, who who would say something like that to another human being or like, you're crazy. You should go to a doctor, Joe. Yeah. That is like nobody – well, I shouldn't say nobody because these people do say it to other people. Yeah, well, and it's but easy, you it's easy in, when you're in your little bubble behind your keyboard and everything's safe. And there's no oh, repercussions. Yeah. You know, but can you imagine saying that to your kid? Like my 10-year-old came up to me and uh, 
he was sad. And he, he was crying. He said, Dad, I'm just really worried I'm not good at this and people aren't going to like me. And I, I, I froze. And it's like I wanted to say, no, buddy, it's OK. Everyone likes you. Like, like just kind of brush it off. Yeah. But I said, why do you feel that way? And he told me and I said, well, would it make you feel better to know dad feels the same way, too? Really, dad? Yeah, but I get scared too. Like when I got to try new things, I'm nervous. Like I was really nervous to do podcast interviews with people. You were, but you do <laughs> podcasts all the time. Like it's good to have a talk that he knows that's okay. Cause the last thing I would ever want him to feel, and you wouldn't want Max to feel this way. Your son mm -mm. ashamed right. for feeling scared. Yeah. That's the last thing that you want. Yeah. You know, you, you never get out of that, you know, like it, it just yeah. never, you, and, and you just, you stop developing as a person and that's the worst no and i understand why people are scared because where i'm going with this and why i wanted to read these when you are vulnerable though you do open yourself up to other people yes because there are a lot of shitheads in this world and bullies <laughs> and people Apparently, that are they're mean. all on instagram like what the heck <laughs> well they are because no one would say this to your face right because but you'll say it behind somebody's back or behind the safety of a keyboard and so I had my manhood questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought you were a real man. Well, cool. I, 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 I guess I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, but you have people see some mean ass shit. So I think that also makes it scary for people to come forward with their feelings because they are going to get made fun of because people are like I said, people can be mean. Yeah. I'm people vicious. can use stuff against them. People can gossip. I mean, you know, people are like, oh, that's so high school. Go in any office building and sit around the coffee maker or sit in the in in the break room and listen how people talk. Yeah. It is awful how adults talk about each other. They gossip, they say mean things, they put each other down. No wonder people are scared to say their true feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, fortunately, I think I can kind of back this man shit up. <laughs> so I You do I, 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 to be fair, you 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 do have kind of like a, a trump card, you know. You do have like <laughs> some real credit. I, I, I made a highlight video of myself uh, repeatedly punching people in the face, <laughs> slamming him to the ground to a angry, angry, angry Tupac Shakur song. <laughs> and I said, let me remind you about who I really am right quick. I like the term right quick. Yes. Don't ask me where it came from, but I enjoy it. After I posted about being vulnerable and having emotions, some trolls came out of the woodwork from behind their keyboards, of course, and accused me of being soft and weak. They even questioned my manhood and called me names. So if you're one of those people, here's an open offer. Come visit me. And since you're the expert in masculinity and what it means to be a man, that's a direct shot, by the way, at the people told me I wasn't a man mm -hmm. and they knew what being a man was. Don't forget to bring your man card. I've got two hands that will gladly stamp that shit for you. <laughs> what did, what did, what did our, our buddy Rob post? And he's like, y'all play video games because these fists are rated E for everyone. <laughs> e for everyone. <laughs> which, which is funny. So, so now the whole thing about that. Why did I post that? You know, I, I got to say, Joe, the trolls fucking get to me. Yeah. You know, even even Gunner we were talking, like, you go on people hard. Yeah. Like, I go right after trolls because I just don't think it's appropriate. Well, it, you um, know, interestingly, if if take this away from the Internet and just say, you know, you and, and another human being to whom you're close to, you're trying to build some some level of connection. You know, uh, it could be a, a romantic partner, could just be a really close friend, a family member, a, a coworker, whatever. If you decide that you're going to like let the guard down and be vulnerable with another person, if they take advantage of that, if they come back at you, you know, and and they tell you you're not you're just man up. You're 
kind of natural defense system is going to be to to hide behind anger, right? It's going to be to get amped up. It's going to be to like to prove that their assumptions about you are wrong. And and I think that's just human nature, right? Yep. What's funny about your situation is like you don't have to because you have a highlight video of you punching people in the face. If anybody wants to come at you, they've got to address that, right? Yeah. So it's 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 like you don't even have to be angry to come after these guys. It's just like you open the door. It you you set it up on a little tee, right? You're like, "Come on, come take a swing." And as soon well, as they there's, did, <laughs> there's there's also the difference though because uh, uh, a friend of mine um you know asked me like, "Hey, like did that hurt your feelings when people came at you? Did like are you sure you're comfortable with being vulnerable because that post doesn't show it?" And I get that point of view. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm talking about it and like wanting to punch these people in the face, I get how that looks, how it bothers me. I can't mm-hmm. deny that. And it bothers me, but it doesn't make me lose sleep. Right. Um, the thing the thing I explain to people is I don't feel like a bad guy for feeling vulnerable. Well, I, so, I, so I, just I don't, honest, I, honest answer right now. Did it actually hurt your feelings when people came after you like that? Not whatsoever, but it, 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 in a way it made me fad or uh, uh, offended me, made me mad or offended me that like, how dare you fucking drop me a DM and make fun of me? Hmm. It's, it's not a feelings hurt thing. It's like, I felt disrespected, yeah, which yeah. I don't know why I feel disrespected on the internet, but it didn't, it didn't alter my sense of self. I didn't feel like I did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like. Oh, I'm not allowed to be vulnerable. It, it's not going to change my course mm-hmm. on what I do. It's more the, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, just sent me that message. Like, really? The other thing is, is like putting out a message and and it, it kind of came full circle in an ironic way that proved the manhood message of it. Right. Yeah. Like, all, all y'all who are like giving it to me from a behind a keyboard you know, and talking about what your idea of a man is, those are the people that are stuck in that stereotype. Yeah, yeah. That action hero, I'm going to fight, throw punches, ask questions later, men fix things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, come, come get some because I, 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 I fucking like am a card carrying member of that world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, was going to say I was going to say the president, but a guy – Tom DeBlas commented on our posting. He's I'm a bad man. He's a really bad. Man. <laughs> um, but I don't want to say I'm the president of that club because that man is a savage human being. But you know, it's it's kind of like the thing, Joe, where it's like, oh no, like you want to question my manhood? I'm going to use your definition of what a man is and turn it right against you. Well, and and that I think that comes to this really really important question, and I don't know that that we can or that we really need to answer it, but. Really, what is a man? Like, why Why would somebody else's manhood be offended by your vulnerability? Well, again, like, I'm going back to being a man has nothing more to do with anything than, than you have a penis and a Y chromosome. So, so then what we're really talking about here, if we just, just take gender out of it entirely, right? Yep. And if we're, we're using the word man like mankind, like we're talking about being human. And that yep. doesn't have a gender barrier. So, I mean, you want to get into like gender politics, hey, have fun. But we're still just talking about human beings. And I think human beings need to be able to be vulnerable with each other to build real relationships. I, I, I just find it super interesting that, that one human being would say something to that effect and another human being 
would come after them for it. Like, yeah, that's a but complete I, wrong answer. I will say this. The problem is with the people who go after others for that. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're any semblance of a good person, you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that that's a reflection on the own uh, on the other person's insecurity. They probably wish they could be vulnerable. Like Gary V and and I we we talk about him a lot. He's a he's a great guy, but he talks about it a lot. He feels sorry for haters. Yeah. He feels sorry for people that do stuff like that because their pain must be really bad. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel the need to read a post and go out of your way to attack somebody, what does that say about you? Yeah, yeah. But at, at the same time, it it wouldn't change my correction because A, what I post is real. It's how I feel. But B, I got flooded with really positive messages. And what yeah. do I do? I swipe delete the negative. Sometimes I block people even though blocking is a sign of weakness in today's <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep it moving. But yeah, I'm going to put a the, – the, the message I put up about fighting was meant to be ironic. I don't think like my sense of humor gets everybody. But it's like, OK, I'm going to take your definition of a man and mm-hmm. we'll play that game. So if you think I'm less of a man, show up at my door and let's find out. Yeah. Whatever you think a man is and I know what these people think, we can have a fight. We can arm wrestle. We can lift some weights, shoot some guns, like whatever you want to do. I'm good at all of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. I wish more people would embrace this kind of stuff and let people in their life know they're not alone because that's sometimes all you need. Yeah. You know, so. when, when I was sitting backstage in the UFC scared shitless, you know how much it would have helped me to know that Mike Tyson felt the same way? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. real, like if Mike was there and was like, hey, dude, I felt this way before, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I defeated uh, Michael Sphinx. Like, holy shit, Mike, you're like a monster and you feel the same way. Like it just makes – it just makes people not feel so alone. You know, Tony Blauer had a he, – he has a, a, a bunch of just amazing stories. He's, he's one of my absolute favorite storytellers. If you just want to hear somebody who's just really good at conveying a message through storytelling, he's, he's the best. Uh, but he has this great story about a guy that he was coaching, um, again, backstage at a fight. It was just a, a four-round kickboxing fight. And you know, he just asked him, hey, how you feeling? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. And he gave him that response. Ah, you know, the other guy's nervous too. And then kind of thought better of it. And he's like, you know, that's yep. that's not the right response to that. You know the other guy's nervous too. I mean, come on, right? And then he started yeah. digging into the like the really, no, tell me, like, what are you nervous about? And it ended up just being that the, the guy had never fought four rounds before. Yeah. And so so he just told him, Have you fought two rounds? He's like, Yeah. He's like, just do two rounds twice. And that's how the guy approached the fight and he ended up doing phenomenal. Um, but I, I like that story because like what you're saying, like to to hear it is one thing, to know it is another. You know what I mean? To like yep. sit down and realize like, okay, so what I'm going through is what my opponent is going through. Kind of, it it doesn't change the fact that you're going through it. It's not going to mean like you're going to win the fight, but it does let you know that your opportunity to win or lose that fight happens well before the fight. When you realize oh, yeah. how hard you've trained, when you realize like, okay, I can come out of this. Like I'm nervous now, but I'm going to come out of this confident and ready because this this is what I want. This is what I choose for myself. Or... As you found out, you can come out of there scared out of your mind and and running away from your well, opponent. Like that's <laughs> that's why I've always well. said, Joe. My my best fights were street fights. Mm-hmm. Like and, and and this is kind of funny. My best highlights came from a time when we didn't have YouTube or you know camera phones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if you were to because I'm a trained person, if you were to just get me attacked in an alley, you would see the truest form of my ability. Right. Yeah. Because, well, because it's just, it, it's, it has to. It's, 
you know, it's, it's on at that point. Yeah. Like it's just no time to think about it where I really, really, really messed up in my fight career was the thinking that went in three months before. Well, a fight, a, the, this is the, the a fight is not a fight, right? Like stepping yeah. into the UFC ring is not a real fight. People want to talk about this. Uh, I, I get this all the time in the martial arts world, right? We, we teach real self-defense. And it's like you've never been in a real fight in your whole life. And, and yep. you would never want to be in a real fight. Real fights are short, brutal they're terrible things. You don't ever want to be in one. And and, and stepping into this. the ring, like there's there there are rules, there are assumptions, there are certain you know you're not going to eye gouge, you're not going to bite. So it's not a quote unquote real fight at that point. There's there's also by the way different pressure. Yes, you're 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 and and listen. I guess the pressure of getting hurt in the street is high, but you're not thinking about that when you get attacked. It's yeah, fight or flight. Exactly. When when you got a fight on pay per view. When your boss is watching, mm-hmm. when your friends are watching, when you're being judged, when you know your future paycheck, paycheck and ability to support yourself yes. is based on whether you win or lose, the worst that's thing, hard. The worst thing they can do is come into the locker room before the fight and say, you know, if you win, you're going to get a shot at the title. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's what happened to me. Like, <laughs> right? well, you know, you know who told me a great story about this? Mike Weir. He's a golfer. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking of this because he, he gave me this signed – I got a – in, in my basement, it's pretty cool if you're a golf fan. It's a, the President's Cup 2007, and it's signed by everyone that took part. Wow. So it's a, it's a pretty cool piece of history. But yeah. he told me a story about how there are club pros. So there's like the Minnesota Lake Golf Club or whatever it's yeah. called. There's a PGA pro there who's the house pro who shoots a 58 on that course every mm-hmm. time he goes out, mm-hmm. which is a tremendous score. And the PGA actually rolls through town and he signs up for the tournament. And then all of a sudden that dude shoots a 90 and doesn't make the cut. Yeah. And people are like, what the hell happened to you? You shoot a 58 like every day. It's different when there's cameras, when there's pressure, when there's a crowd, when there's something at stake, when there's money on the line. You can drop from a 58 to a 90, which I don't know if you know anything about golf, but that (laughs) is an enormous, enormous swing. Yeah. And that's what happens. You see it in football. Like guys who in practice are incredible or who come out of college and look incredible. A guy like Ryan Leaf and then did not have a good pro career. It's not like you forgot. They have the the curse of the Heisman Trophy, right? Every Heisman Trophy winner comes out of college hot. And ends up going in the pros and, and is usually very mediocre. But it's not like they don't know how to play football. Right. It's a total mental thing. And so um, it's, it's, it, it, it shows you that people suffer. But that's, that's what I want to start really using our platform for to, to embrace more of that vulnerability. Because it's okay. And I think it's okay, Joe, as a person that people look up to, to show that that happens too. Because you could have the nicest house in the nicest suburb, with the nicest car, with the most beautiful wife and the most beautiful, seemingly perfect kids, and you could be miserable. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? That's okay. Yeah. Like, you got to do something to make yourself happy, but there's 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 no there's no shame in that. One more story. It's a story that stuck with me. It's, a, it's about a guy who was the dean of Oxford University. My English professor told me about it where he was the dean of, of I think it was Oxford in England. And uh, super rich, super wealthy, super connected, but he was miserable. And he he came home and told his wife and his wife said, well, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to be a postman. She's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What do you mean? He's like, I want to deliver the mail. Hmm. She's like, oh, okay. Why don't you put your resume in? 
So he went down to the post office and took his, I'm a Rhodes Scholar. I am the Dean of Oxford. I'm the most educated man on the planet. And yeah, I want to deliver mail. And apparently that's what he did to make him happy. Imagine mm. if, and, and he was happy. That was the moral of the story because he was doing what he always wanted to do. Imagine he had kept doing the same job, being miserable doing it, listening to other yeah. people. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think a big pivotal part of that for me was like, admitting like, yeah, I have all these things, but it still makes me unhappy. And that's okay. Because I, I if you don't admit it, you can't be happy. Right, right. You if, know yeah, what I mean? If you're, so, if you're unwilling to be vulnerable, you can't even admit to yourself. No, oh, I got to suck it up. This is yeah. what people do. Well, well life's short. You shouldn't so, so suck anything. Up. You take that route, you know what ends up happening is our manners podcast, where you got yes. some guy coming across the gym going to tell me what's what. Like that... That's the the symptom of a problem, right? You know, Joe. The more the more I think about that story, I mean, I you know, the podcast answer is I'm I'm proud of you for showing restraint, <laughs> but the, there's a, there's a part of me that wished I just got a a, a front row seat. I would I would I would I would have said pause, you guys, just hold up a second. I need to go down the stairs and get some popcorn. Um, I don't know if your gym sells microwave popcorn or not, but let's put this on hold for five minutes. And then uh, me and Beans would have sat down and just watched you handle some business. Oh, I, I should have just sicked Beans on him. That would have been the best answer. That would, have been, that would have been the most fair fight, by the way. <laughs> hey, Beans, go get him. <laughs> you know, but it, it's kind of like the, the guy would lose that fight for sure. Because on the one hand, Beans is really tough. Yeah. And he but hit. if he did. If he did get the better of beats, I'm morally obligated to step in. So it's yeah. really like that's not fair to that dude. That's no. a lose lose. No, well, that's what you, you want to swim with the sharks, man. You get the whole fish. You no, know, and 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 to wrap this to wrap this pot. By the way, if you if you like this stuff, go to uh, innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. That's a direct sign up link, or you could go to themaximuspodcast.com and read about what we're about to try and sell you mm-hmm. uh, before. Or you jump in both feet first and buy. Um, it's 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 month to month membership. It's cancel anytime. But this type of discussion is what we engage in uh, on that uh, app. Yeah, uh, we do it regularly. Um, we also uh, give workouts. We give advice. We do inspirational videos, and we really prioritize our members. I mean, really, what you're getting here is access to us. So if you like this podcast, if you value your opinion, you could have access to us all the time. We do get on there and answer questions every day. But Joe, to, to wrap this up, you know, uh, the, 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 what, what we're trying to say in this podcast is Beans and I could have put a mortal beating on that man and then we could have went home and, and cried about our feelings and that would be okay. And that would be perfectly all right. You know what I mean? Because those things are like just because you're a fighter doesn't mean you can't have feelings. And yeah. by the way, just because you have feelings or you're vulnerable or scared, it doesn't mean you're not tough. Right. Like think, think about it this way in an absurd like way. Who, who do you think is the quote-unquote toughest, best fighter uh, in the world? Was it George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, uh, Peter Ertz? Well, like, who was I, it for I you? Was, I was going to say Bobby Maximus, but then he posted all that vulnerability stuff. Now I'm not so Fair sure. enough. I'm, I'm out. But who? who <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson? You know what I mean? I mean, Tyson, like, I, see, and I, I would say a guy like that, like Tyson, the, the image of Tyson is so vicious. Okay. So you you – Get in a traffic altercation with Mike Tyson. God help me. <laughs> and then and then you get out of your car and he's crying, right? 
he's sad. You're like, hey, man, what's what's wrong? I'm so sad. This is my favorite car. It was a gift from like whatever. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's all emotional and vulnerable. Right. Huh. Then a uh, flip switches. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. We're fighting right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, are you going to look at it and all of a sudden think like, oh, no, Mike was crying. He's, he's not the same Mike Tyson. I'm going to get this motherfucker right now. Like, <laughs> he's weak. Get him. Like, do you know what I'm saying, though? It sounds absurd. But like, uh, like that's in no way going to detract from what that man can do to you. Not at all. That's a great <laughs> example. I'm really proud of you for coming up with that. Like, was, but it's true. Like he's crying and having feelings, and then all of a sudden yeah. he's like, "I'm going to murder you right now." You're not less scared. No. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny that, but that's how people look at it. Like, yeah. oh, he's 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 being a pansy. He's a sissy. He he's not very tough. Well, okay, I I don't know. You go up to like a crying Mike Tyson and throw a punch at him then. Yeah, I mean, he's he's weak. Let's get him. Yeah, he's a friggin' silverback gorilla who's got a splinter and is crying about it. Like, you still aren't gonna go up there and help him. <laughs> you, you, if you, if you ever watch the the King Kong with Jack Black, King King Kong is a giant savage. He's a little upset when when he thinks his girlfriend is hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's sad. Yeah. You see some pain in his eyes, <laughs> and then and then he destroys three T Rexes. Yes. Like it doesn't it doesn't make him less of a. I ain't fighting King Kong anytime yeah, soon. No, no, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. It's, it's I, love, I love that the, visual. That that was phenomenal, Bobby. You are a, a poet. A, I'm a good a good storyteller. It's, it's like a, I don't know if that's a metaphor, a simile, an allegory. I forget all the shit I learned in school. But you guys, thank you very much. Check us out on the Inner Circle, innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com or just themaximuspodcast.com. And, and, and for real, we joke around a lot, but be serious about this. It's okay to, to have feelings. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to a therapist. Uh, it, it, it's okay to be quote unquote vulnerable. Have There's the, nothing have the wrong. Courage. That have the courage to not give a crap what other people are going to do, what other people are going to say, what other people are going to think. Have courage to take care of yourself. Yep. And fix your life. You're the last of a dying breed.